Welcome to Peace, Love, and Robots, a podcast about anything and everything and all that is in between. I'm Jeremy, I'm your host, and this is episode number 21 for January 27th, 2021. Number 21 and 21. Hey, you know, it's been a while since I've sat behind this microphone for this show. So why don't I just blow through all those formalities and jump right into it? So, as always, this show is brought to you by the ads you hear at the beginning and the end of the show. So if you listen all the way through, I mean all the way through till the end of the show and the end of the ad at the end, I will be forever in your debt. Yeah. I got kids to feed, my friend. I got student loans to pay off. And the 30 cents I make every uh, couple of months on this podcast does nothing for me. But, hey, listen to all those ads and, and you know, you'll, you'll help me out a little bit. I'll be able to, you know, uh, tell my kids I could rub a quarter and a nickel together thanks to this podcast. So, please, listen to the end of the show, all the way to the end. You can also leave a review for me on uh, iTunes or whatever. Do they even call it iTunes anymore? No. It's Apple Podcasts and Apple Music. But I'm old. Anyway, let's get to it. I'm so old that one week ago, about a week ago, last Sunday, (laughs) between about 11 o'clock and 2 a.m., I felt like my torso was in a vice. Yeah, I couldn't get to sleep. It hurt. I uh, I eventually got up. I went to the bathroom and didn't change anything. But, you know, moving around sort of eased the pain a bit. I finally fell asleep probably about 3 a.m., which is really late for me. To fall asleep. But uh, I woke up and I felt completely normal. I worked my uh, normal work day. I didn't even think about the previous night at all, really. And uh, I figured it was just a fluke. You know, maybe gas or something. See, I'm a hypochondriac, naturally. So I have sort of made it's just gas my go-to excuse for any pain I might feel. Because I'm usually right. It's just gas. So it's just to avoid going to WebMD. So I freak myself out. I, I wish there was a, a fake WebMD page, WebMD page where I, uh, I, I would click on it and immediately said, it's just gas. No matter what the symptom, it's just gas. It'd be great for me. Uh, and any other hypochondriacs out there, I don't know if you're a hypochondriac, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty bad about it. So, uh, and I have a nurse wife who pretty much just talks me off my ledge. All right. Anyway, um, with work finished, I worked an entire work day. My wife and I, we went to Tractor Supply. Yeah, you know, that's a big date for us. Tractor Supply is about three minutes from my house. You know, I, I like to go look at, uh, at uh, you know, the stuff at Tractor Supply. You know, uh, you know denim shirts and trucker caps. <laughs> and, well, we had ordered this uh, electric fireplace insert because our electric fireplace just wasn't working. And it turns out it was just a bulb because I wouldn't think of that. And my wife didn't think of it until she opened it up herself and saw the bulb was out of it. Anyway, we bought this electric fireplace insert and it was broken when we show when we got it. And we're like, well, now that we got our fireplace working, we're just going to take it back. Right. I'm not sure how much it weighed, but it was heavy. And uh, we decided that we were going to return this insert and I helped put it on the flatbed cart, pushed it in, and then we were going to use that uh, that sweet store credit that we had because stupid me had to use a gift card to buy this uh, fireplace insert. 
and we were going to buy stuff for the dog, you know, things like that. We were going to live it up. Maybe I'd get a trucker hat, you know, or a, or a set of Carhartts because I look great. Like I'm a man who works with my hands. <laughs> I, I, but anyway, I felt weird, just really weird. And I didn't know how to describe it. I just felt gross, like nausea without being nauseous, if that makes sense to any of you. I just felt icky. And uh, anyway, we finished at the store. I say anyway a lot. That's like my um. Uh, I just noticed that. So we finished up at the store and we went home and made dinner and we ate, which is fine. I helped out even cooking. I think I cooked the chicken for chicken Alfredo was what we had for dinner. And that's not abnormal. I do a lot of cooking around the house. So when I was sitting with the girls for bedtime, my daughters, I started to feel my left arm go numb, which is a weird feeling. And it wasn't my whole arm. It was just from my elbow to my shoulder. It was like it, was gone, it had gone asleep. And I tried to blame it on my phone because I have an iPhone 12 Pro Max, which weighs about eight pounds. I'm exaggerating. I don't know how much it weighs. It's bigger than my, my iPhone X that I replaced with it. With. But I, I thought it was because I was holding my phone up. But I felt weird. And so my wife, who's a nurse, I, she, I told her all my symptoms. She said, take your blood pressure. And I did because we have a blood pressure cuff because, well, you know, we have a blood pressure cuff. And it was, it was high for me. And I'm a pretty overweight guy. So I got really, really nervous. So she said, just call the doctor. My, I also, by the way, I also had heartburn, which I never get. My throat was on fire at the same time. And so my wife, you know, she listened to all of my symptoms and said, you got to call the doctor. So I did. I called the doctor and the doctor said, no more monkeys jumping on the bed. No, uh, I called the doctor and they said, yeah, you got to go to the hospital because your blood pressure is high. You had the symptoms on last night. You know, you have the heartburn. You had the numbness of the arm. You got to go to the hospital. So I started to get scared, which is not easy for a guy to get scared and to, uh, um, or anybody really when they get scared, but when you have kids at home, it's hard to be scared in front of them because you don't want to scare them. You got to kind of, um, buck up and, and be like, it's going to be fine. I might be dying, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I, uh, left my daughters. I told them they could lay in my bed with my wife because I wasn't sure how long I'd be and they would have to wake up for school. So they just slept in my, my bed and uh, I, I hugged my son. I, I was holding I was holding on to tears. <laughs> I didn't want to cry. And I was hugging my youngest son, and he started to cry because I was getting choked up. And I felt terrible as I left the house because he was upset. I was scared. And my oldest son, who is just a new driver in the last year, uh, he gots to drive, gots to drive. Um, he got to drive in the snowstorm that we were <laughs> experiencing that night. And driving me to the store or to the, the hospital. I, I was going to try to drive myself, which I know, I know. <laughs> I know it's nuts to think about me trying to drive myself when I think I had a heart attack. Maybe I was thinking of Randy Couture, who is this MMA fighter. If you don't know who he is, he's a legendary MMA fighter. Also, he's about 56 years old. He's a big, massive dude, like a muscular guy. He actually worked out, thought he was having a heart attack. And because he lives in Los Angeles, figured... I'm not going to try to get stuck in traffic while having a heart attack. I'm going to walk to the hospital. So he walked to the hospital. And I think it was like 80 blocks. I don't know how far it was. I could be wrong. But anyway, he, see, there it is again. 
He walked himself to the hospital and I'm like, I can drive myself to the hospital as if I am in the uh, peak performance uh, shape of my life. <laughs> I could drive to like I'm Randy Couture. I can drive myself. Well, my son drove me and uh, I I really, really <laughs> did not want to get upset. Um, and Josiah and I, we just talked. My oldest son, we talked and about nothing at all that important. Not important. I don't even remember what we talked about, but we talked it was nice, you know, and he chose to pray for me, which was great because that's when I told him how scared I was. And as I held back tears, he said he was scared too. Um, I don't know if he said he was scared, but I knew he was scared. But I told him, you know, as I <laughs> as I got out, the, I got out of the car, I grabbed my bag because I brought a bag of stuff to do. I have no idea how long I'm going to be in the ED, the emergency department, uh, and and nobody can come in with me. I had to be alone. And I looked at him through the back door to my son, and I said, you know, I'm proud of you. You did a great job driving. I love you. So I tried to be positive most of the time, but at this point, I felt like I was facing uncertain doom. So within an hour, it was decided I was going to be admitted. And the, the reason was there's this level, there was a level of an enzyme in my blood that was elevated. And in this particular enzyme, it's called troponin. Uh, is a key indicator of a possible heart attack. When elevated, that means that my heart had something happen to it recently. So it was elevated, so they had to check it in about eight hours. And if they see it decrease, that's good. But it just shows that I had something happen to my heart. And cardiology was going to decide, do we do a stress test? Do we do an angiogram? What was, our, what was the next step? So I had to stay there for at least eight more hours. So I texted Josiah. He's in the parking lot waiting to see what the news was. I was trying to send him home earlier, but he wanted to stay, which is fine. And I told him he had to go home and I'd be there for a while, which is hard for him driving away, I'm sure. I tried to sleep, which was difficult. The emergency department was actually uh, not full, but it was busy. So my bed was actually in the hallway and it was right in front of the bathroom. And my bed was actually... Uh, not working. It wasn't the fault of anybody at the hospital, but basically the mattress kept slipping down. So I had to get up while I'm connected to this EKG machine or whatever it is, heart monitor and, uh, fix my mattress, <laughs> which was keeping me awake. Uh, I didn't sleep very well. I maybe got like two hours of sleep total in the entire time until about eight o'clock when they decided to move me to a new bed with a new nurse and everything. It was in a very quiet area of the hospital. There was only one other patient in that area with me. So it was pretty quiet there. And uh, it was decided that uh, they took my blood and it returned and my troponin level was actually the same as um, as it was the night before, which is, I, I can't explain it. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I guess I'll find out more later on. And they decided they were going to give me an, an do an angiogram. And that, what that does is it uh, looks to see if I had, I had blockages or I had any buildup in my arteries of plaque and stuff like that. So um, if they saw that, they would just put a stent in right there, which is kind of wild. You know, one-stop shop, you know, we're going to stick something in there to look at your heart. And if you need to, we'll just throw a stent in there. Like, okay. <laughs> um, angiograms are, they're fairly routine. And I actually did a Google search to find out how routine they are. It reveals there's over 1 million of them performed in a year here in the United States. So that's a lot. I'm one in a million. Yeah, I'm a beauty. Can you guess the artist of that 80s hit? I can't even remember who it is. Uh, <laughs> so um, 
but it scared me, regardless of the fact that it was routine. Something was going into my heart through an artery in my arm. And I was scared more than anything in my entire life. And it turns out, and I mentioned this last episode, I was pretty foggy when I recorded that. So I don't remember exactly what I said, but I don't have any blockages, which is surprising because I grew up on a steady diet of government cheese, Mennonite cheese, sausages, you name it. And I still eat a lot of crap. So I'm surprised that I don't have um, buildup in my heart or my arteries or anything, which is great. And it, it must have been stress, I think. I have to go to a cardiologist that's coming up soon, and I'll figure out what my next steps are. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a stress test, which I think is just forcing me to sit in a room with my kids screaming at each other on one side. And then on the other side is a group of people just telling me every fault that I have, uh, which I'm sure will stress me out. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Until then, I'm appreciating every single moment that I have on this planet. And I'm eating a lot more salads, which because let's face it, I have to live long enough to see my school loans paid off and and grandchildren. And since I forbade my daughters from getting married before they're 33, that's going to be a long time. I mean, my sons could have kids now, but not not now, but sooner. But I don't know. I'm not sure, but it's going to be a long time. So I got to live for that. I got something to live for. Navient and grandchildren. (sighs) Okay, on to some fun stuff. I want to announce to my audience. I don't know how many of you are up there. I appreciate you, but I'm doing another show. Not alone. Not alone. It's me and a couple of guys, friends of mine. We're doing a show where I'm going to let my wrestling fan flag fly. Let's try saying that fast. (laughs) My wrestling fan flag fly. A bit higher than on this show. I know I've mentioned wrestling a couple times, but this time... Uh, along with a couple of friends, we're going to do a new show called Wrestling Makes You Think. It's a podcast that talks about wrestling, but not how you think we'd talk about wrestling. We're not going to talk about news. We're not going to talk about the big angle that's happening or the uh, make predictions or talk about results and all that. You can get that anywhere. And, and frankly, that would be boring and it would be dated within a couple of days of the show being aired. But we're doing a show about wrestling, and we're going to talk about, um, well, well, let me just tell you, there's a robot on the show. That's how cool this is. We got a robot on the show, and the robot, he's like our overlord, okay? It's sort of like MST3K. We are stuck in a satellite of love with a robotic overlord that feeds us our topics, and we just have to say what that makes us think about. And wrestling does make you think. We go off on rabbit trails. It's like when you hang out with your friends, either at a restaurant or a bar, and someone mentions one thing, and then there are 100 bunny trails that we follow (laughs) to get to it. Maybe we'll talk about it directly, or maybe we won't. So the premiere episode's coming up soon, within the next week. And this week, we answer the question, what do short women, tall ropes, and the number 38 have in common? (laughs) Let's just say the answer might surprise you. We're still getting it distributed in your favorite podcatcher, so don't look for it in iTunes yet, but it'll be there soon. Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those places. But I'll link to its speaker page in the show notes so you can follow along. The new, the first show is going to be out like soon, like around the same time as this show it's going to be out. So keep an eye out for it. All right. Now, something came across my desk this week. I'm rushing through this, even though it's longer than usual. 
sorry. Something came across my desk this week, and I just have to talk about it because it involves my favorite Star Wars character, Yoda. Not baby Yoda, quote-unquote, or as he's known now, Grogu, or the child. Look, I'm a fan of the OG Yoda, voiced by Frank Oz, introduced in Empire Strikes Back, dies in Return of the Jedi, that guy... I love Yoda. And if you need any proof of my Yoda fandom, I have a picture of him signed by Frank Oz hanging up in my office right now, like millions of other people, I'm sure. But I'm a huge fan of Yoda. I have a, I used to have a Yoda shrine. Not really. I didn't worship Yoda, but I had like a lot of Yodas up. And then I ran out of room and I had to put them away. I used to have a... That's how much I love Yoda. I, I love Yoda. But... The new regime at Lucasfilm has completely done him dirty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read an article and comment as I see fit. This article comes from ScreenRant.com. It's written by David Miller. It was released three days ago, which makes it, uh, uh, well, it'll be four days as of this show, so the 23rd of January. And um, the headline, Star Wars, new canon keeps making Yoda even more of a failure. Yoda is famously one of the Jedi's most famous masters. This is the subheading. But the changes he made to the High Republic era Jedi Order resulted in their failure. So earlier this month, I think it was the 15th or something like that. I, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. A whole new uh, wave of Star Wars material was released. There's books like regular books, young adult books, kids books set in the High Republic era, which is about 400 years before Phantom Menace. And obviously Yoda at that point, he's a young buck. He's like 400 years old. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyway, so I'm going to read the article and comment. Jedi Grandmaster Yoda was revered as a wise and powerful, albeit flawed, character in the Star Wars original trilogy. But the more Star Wars has expanded with the prequels and now the new Star Wars, the High Republic multimedia project, it becomes clear just how badly Yoda failed the Jedi Order. The Jedi Order seen in the High Republic is quite different from the way they're portrayed in the prequels, and this is largely attributed to Yoda's specific beliefs regarding the Force and the lifestyle of Jedi. Compared to the original timeline, Legends, formerly the Expanded Universe, which was where my Star Wars fandom grew. Yeah, the, the Expanded Universe. I loved Star Wars before, but then came uh, Timothy Zahn's Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy back in like 92. Okay. That, that was where my, the expanded universe expanded my fandom. So in the legends, Yoda is unfortunately key to the Jedi order's failure to prevent the rise of the galactic empire and their own near destruction. That's compared it. That's, that's what's happening in the high Republic. Okay. They don't talk about that in the expanded universe, but in the high Republic, Yoda is basically the reason that Emperor Palpatine rises from the, the ashes of the, of the Republic and becomes emperor. So it's Yoda's fault. Situated in almost every, an almost literal ivory tower, the prequel era Jedi order was unbalanced. Their members were disconnected from the common people of the galaxy, taught to suppress their emotions and forbidden from forming attachments. The Order was also a political tool at the disposal of the Supreme Chancellor with little to no oversight. 
despite their members possessing unimaginable powers. In Legends, the new Jedi Order was a vast improvement over this. That's true. Absolutely. Luke's Jedi were encouraged to have lives outside of being Jedi. They were taught to control their emotions rather than suppress them or become controlled by them. And attachments such as romantic relationships were allowed. See, the Jedi were not allowed to love. While not apolitical, the new Jedi Order was a far cry from being the New Republic's almost paramilitary unit like the previous Yoda Order. As shown in Star Wars The High Republic, the canon Jedi Order was quite similar to Legendera New Jedi Order for a long time. The Order allowed attachments, but they didn't encourage them. They were almost completely apolitical, and they stressed the importance of individuality with each Jedi defining the Force and their connection to it differently. Yeah. Yoda's personal philosophies and definition of the Force gradually became the standard accepted truths of the Jedi Order during his time as Grand Master, leading to the Jedi Order of the prequel trilogy. Yoda's Jedi Order was corrupt, complacent, and emotionally unhealthy, which was unfortunately exactly what the Sith needed to enact their revenge on the galaxy. Yoda's Jedi philosophies played directly into Palpatine's master plan for galactic domination. By losing touch with the common people of the galaxy and becoming a political tool, the Jedi were mistrusted and misunderstood by most ordinary citizens from the core worlds to the outer rim. The restrictions and rigidity of the Jedi Order left Anakin Skywalker particularly vulnerable to the allure of the Sith and the dark side. When Anakin feared for the life of his mother and later Padme, what he needed was support and emotionally intelligent advice, but what he got was a series of platitudes that worsened his... Okay. All right. This is the thing. All right. In all of modern culture, prior to probably the last hundred years, objective truth was accepted that there was things that are true and there are things that are false. There was no my truth. I hate that. I'm living my truth. Okay. There was no my truth. There was the truth, right? And the way that Yoda sort of describes the force is he's describing it as something that is objectively true. And we're not allowed to have objective truth. So of course we have to make it that rigidity and objective truth and things like that are the bad guy here. Yeah. So anyway, I'll go back to this. Yoda was a kind and well-intentioned individual, but he was too dead set in his specific views. Yeah. It's, it's bad to be dead set in your specific views. You got to be flexible. Yoda. Even after the Great Purge, Yoda nearly failed the Jedi once more. At the end of the Star Wars original trilogy, Yoda tries to convince Luke to kill his father. Had Luke taken his advice, he'd have fallen to the dark side and succeeded Vader, perpetuating the Empire's oppression. Luke ultimately prevailed because he followed his own path, rather than repeating the mistakes of Yoda's Jedi Order or embracing Palpatine's Sith teachings. Here's the thing. I don't remember. I could be wrong. I don't remember Yoda telling him he had to kill Vader, but he had to train he had to learn he had to learn the four ways of the force he, he didn't have to be impulsive if he hadn't been impulsive luke might not might not have lost his hand because to be honest with you leia had gotten away and han was already going to be trapped so if luke had just listened to yoda he probably wouldn't have lost his hand and he probably would have been able to face vader a little later on if he had listened to yoda yeah 
So it's not just following his own path. When you follow your own path, you lose your freaking hand, okay? When you don't listen to the people that are trying to teach you the right thing, you lose your hand. Okay, maybe not really, all right? You know, people don't listen to me and lose their hand. But metaphorically, I guess, you lose your hand. And if we're not allowed to have objective truth, it's the way it's, it's been prevalent now for a, a long time. And it was, it's crept into every corner of entertainment. You know, the, the popularity of the anti-hero, the popularity of the, of the, the making the, 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 the popularity of things where, um, Everybody is allowed to do their own thing and everything works out. And that's really not how things work in life. If you're all doing your own thing, eventually someone's going to get hurt. There's that old saying about your freedom to your freedom to reach out your arm ends or where your fa your fist hits my nose. Yeah. Um, eventually your freedom and you have too much freedom and everybody's free to do whatever they want. Eventually someone's going to get hurt. You have to have some rules. And the Jedi needed rules. And that's what Yoda was trying to do. But they're trying to do Yoda dirty. Trying to turn Yoda into some control freak, but maybe he was a believer in objective truth, and the Force itself was objective truth in the world of Star Wars. I don't know. <sighs> My blood pressure's going up now. I'm pretty sure. I got to get out of here. I got to stop with this. Anyway, Yoda is not the reason that that Emperor Palpatine rose to power. <laughs> Yoda's the reason for that is the fact that uh, that Anakin was selfish, and the Emperor exploited it. That's it. That's 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 how that's how Darth Vader happened. He was selfish. That was that was why Luke lost his hand. Okay, he didn't listen. He didn't listen. So, yeah. Thanks, Lucasfilm. You're screwing things up. <sighs> All right. Like I said, my blood pressure is getting high. I gotta go meditate or something. And because it turns out, <laughs> eating your feelings can prove deadly. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be eating my feelings tonight. But what do you think? Send me an email at peace, love, and robots at pod, peace, love, and robots pod at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail at 585 371 8986. When I hear from you, you just, I just might share it on the next episode. Just remember, keep it clean. I don't want to have to spend time bleeping you out. Because if I have to bleep you out, I might as well just not share it. So just you know, leave me a voicemail. It's great. If you have the time, like I mentioned before, I'd love for you to rate, review, and share this show. It's not hard to find. I'm on Apple and Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most recently, Audible. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Peace, love, and robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah.